Also, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna scream directly into the microphone because I've been. Why would you even say that? <laughs> Why would you even say that? Because I've been listening to our recent episodes and I'm like, I sound really blown out, and I know it's not because of Maddie doing something wrong. I know it's because I'm sitting too close to the microphone when I talk. So I'm I'm trying to give myself like half a foot here. Back when we were young, we experienced a constant problem with us because it's like we don't know what settings the mics should have because we're have so much volume variation like we need it to be capable of picking us up when we're like really far away from the mic and grumbling softly but then we also need it to pick it up perfectly when we're screaming directly into it because we're terrible at what we do it turns out right and when we have todd on the show yeah all three of us start screaming over each other over each other and then i have to like move it apart and try to make it sound like we're talking (laughs) in a normal tone of voice because the three of us all simultaneously (laughs) yelling over each other i mean todd is pretty good he'll like laugh really loud but he push away from the microphone he also will do the thing you and i never do which is stop talking when someone else starts talking (laughs) we can't do that we cannot do that he's like guys (laughs) i miss todd i want him to come back up to massachusetts and hang out with us i think todd's probably gonna be on the show a lot because we've just been non-stop brainstorming (laughs) ways for us to pivot the show and and the listeners have been very kind and they've been like whatever you guys want to do we're down to listen to the show i mean i do i do think we'll end up watching legion but probably not in the same way that we've watched all these other shows and same with mutant x honestly maybe we'll rewatch wandavision because my sister keeps asking us to do that so whatever <laughs> but that's only nine episodes so i'm like that doesn't really solve our problem and even legion listen, isn't that long we can we can read the star trek x-men yes book. we can do that we can do that chapter by chapter we can drag it out i would do it like every few chapters yeah, i feel like I that, that would be a really that would be the entire year if we did chapter <laughs> by chapter we did a book club on like a really dumb book yeah where is it do i have it here i know where mine is it's in the other room but i know where it is uh it's not right next to me i don't know why it should be on my, on this bookshelf yeah you should you should have it right next to you like the bible you should have it in your like end table on your no, bed. i've got like an x-men search and find book that's my bible so that you can pray over it when times are tough <laughs> you can open it for a random passage <laughs> no 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 that at that point that is my like my hardcover skyrim players guide oh which is, my god wow i have the collector's edition and i like <laughs> you know and you open it to a random passage for guidance on your life. Here, let's let's see. Let's <laughs> what do should right I now. do? Right. Okay, go talk to the blacksmith, and then all right, let's let's see what it what is going to happen on the mutant ages today. I'm opening up to a random page, right? And um, I love that. Wait, hold on. I need to do this again because I opened up to a really bad page that doesn't really explain <laughs> anything. All right, 
Uh, we are doing the Dragon's New Dawn mission today. <laughs> no, we aren't. Okay, we are doing a listener mail today. We have not done one in a little bit, so of course we're overdue for one. But obviously, the Mutant Age is the comic book is the, the other reason why one would be tuning into a listener mail. That's the second half of the show. Which, if you are not on our Patreon, you can join our Patreon for bonus episodes. But I've been pulling the Mutant Age's comic book month by month and i'm yep. starting to put them in patreon if you just want to listen to those issues yeah i know people have requested a way to listen to just the issues of mutant age of the comic book and if you are subscribed to patreon uh you can start listening to them there i think we're up to episode six or seven over there yeah that sounds right you could do that you can also listen to other podcasts like what what did we do recently we did marvels yeah we did the marvels todd and ryan and i recorded an episode about the marvels which was really fun and it's kind of like the counterpart to our episode about the Avengers because both of them were things that we did while Todd was here visiting us and that was really great so I definitely recommend joining the Patreon and getting access to those bonus episodes but yeah let's let's do a listener mail shall we let's do it yeah let's answer some questions do it okay so we have a listener mail here from I want to say it's Tez there we go. I it was in the email and I was like, where did it go? I wrote down who the person was and then I <laughs> didn't look at the email. Uh no. <laughs> I mean great. I mean I did read Going it. Going great so But anyway, far. <laughs> so this this listener wrote in and said, Hello mutant ages, Maddie and Ryan. I love the show. I discovered you last year via Google. Did you know that if you search Juggernaut Black Tom Gay, Mutant Ages is the first result? <laughs> and I think that's <laughs> Oh, my God. Speaking of, it's getting hot in here, so I'm taking off my sweatshirt. I am so (laughs) proud of us. We have locked (laughs) down the SEO on that. Also, why aren't there more results? Why aren't we competing actively with every other X-Men podcast? I guess it's like kind of an obscure thing to be Googling over on AO3, right? I love, like I don't think a I lot of people are. I that, love that that's how the person found the show, because this is the perfect show for them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this was exactly what they needed to find. Yeah, I'm glad that you found it this way. And I think it's because on the social media for the Mutant Ages, I try to keep it on brand with what our stuff is, which is like queer moments of the x-men although i'll post other stuff too yeah and and you know when i when i write the episode descriptions and stuff i'll try to be like here's all the gay shit that's in the episode you know character names and that way if you're googling that you can find it so that's good that's good great love it well anyway so this this listener wrote in and has a great suggestion for i would probably say one episode we could do in a similar fashion to like the the commercial episode we did Mm -hmm. and what they wrote is said you may have answered this before, but I'm wondering if all X-Men media will include songs. The two that immediately come to mind are Rogue by Smooch Knob and Magneto and Titanium Mem by Weens. Oh, and that Jules Hands parody about Wolverine. I don't know if you've heard that, Matt. Do you remember? I feel like I sent that to you in yeah, high school. I mean, Hands was a song that took over society for like five years. And, and there's you. a lot you of literally, parodies of Maddie it. would sing that song and send it to me like on a wave file on Instant Messenger yeah, back in like the I 90s. I guess that's <laughs> true. I don't really remember that. I did have a lot of Jewel albums. She was also the first artist I ever saw live when I was like 11 years old. I did not know that, but that's yeah. interesting. I just really 
realized I'm talking like right next to the microphone. Yeah, you're just screaming All into right. the mic after promising you know, that you weren't surprise. gonna do that. I was like, I will be quiet today. Uh so anyway, they continue and say, you could perhaps include a link to a YouTube playlist so folks can listen at home without a copyright issue. Well, also if you're um commenting on a song and you don't play the whole well, thing, that's true. you can kind of get around it for what it's worth. But we couldn't play the whole songs, so it's true. Um anyway, I'm really enjoying the show positively vibrating with excitement for <laughs> x-men 97 which we all are yep. if it ever comes out it will it will p.s i'm sad i missed kineticon with the x-men dating show <laughs> but i was there in 2019 and what i am wondering if you were behind any of those shows the nope. one i saw involved disenchanted characters and deadpool which does sound like something we would have done yeah that's great i'm glad they're still doing shit like that over there we do not work there anymore and we don't really go it's been almost i think it's been exactly 10 years yeah, because of the so. last year we were there was 2014 and it's funny because my buddy and i keep talking about opening up like a small convention and we've been talking about it for like four straight years yeah I mean, and i'm like i miss why not con stuff well i think that's what i miss is like that stuff that we were doing and putting on those shows yeah although maddie when are we gonna do a react to the x-men dating game and put it on the mutant ages you know we should do it it's the the only video we have of it is pretty hard to watch but i mean i'm still down you know and we can kind of explain I mean, you say that as i've watched I, I'm sorry. it many Hold on. times excuse me i'm stopping and interrupting to say that you're like it's hard to watch because there's problems with it i'm like we did a react to Demon Two, which is not a good film, though. No, no, it's not. But at least, at least the camera's like close enough to us that you can see us. And uh, in, in the case of the X Men dating show, it's the camera's very far away, so it's hard to. Well, that's see. true. That's true. I mean, these cam. Uh, it was like taken by a viewer and in the audience. Yeah. Is that what it is? I thought it was just me putting the camera no, really far no, away. No, the one we have is not your camera. Okay. I don't know why don't we didn't think, film it. There are so many times that we did cons and we did shows at cons and we're like we're gonna film it and then we didn't we have such a bad track record with this like i feel like i have a full version of like the star wars versus star trek masquerade that we did that none of us care to rewatch ever but we don't have the x-men and we have like i think we have the buffy show i feel like i do have that we do have the buffy show because i was able to splice the footage from different people together and it's like not as bad as some of the other shows that we have i think the the version that I have of the Dexman dating game. There's two rounds. Okay, well, that one's a little different because that was the year that we actually put some of our people into the rounds. Yeah, though. that I think every round is actually canon to like the overall plot line that we wrote. That year we also did an Avengers Masquerade. It was just all Marvel. We were like, time to be Marvel characters. Yeah, we did. And we had we had like the X-Men crossing over with that because the Dark Phoenix was in the Masquerade. I Because I was in it. I forgot you showed up and you were like, listen, I just dis- destroyed a <laughs> galaxy called Thundera or something. And I, was I like, mean, Skeletor was the villain. No one knows what the fuck we're talking about right now we need to move on <laughs> also like he bad i all right so anyway uh what was i gonna say oh maddie <laughs> there was i was actually thinking about this today when i was walking around with the dog in the slip inside that is called massachusetts right now because it's fucking ice everywhere yeah and for some reason you know distracting myself i was thinking about that dating game we did for the convention I will not mention by name. <laughs> Why? Because it was a terrible I don't even know con. What you're gonna say. 
It's the one where we did the dating game and you were Wonder Woman running the sound. And I was like, I know that Maddie filmed that and somehow we lost the footage of that. And I feel like we did this stupid thing back in the day. I don't think I filmed it. I don't think I filmed that at all. we definitely did because I remember seeing it afterwards. Oh, unless Lindsay filmed it, which is entirely possible. I think that's that's what happened because I don't even think I brought my camera to that con. (laughs) That was a con where maybe there were maybe 20 people there. I just remember watching it later and Maddie be like, that's the scene where I didn't know how to run the sound, which is hilarious. It wasn't your fault. It was because he kept on playing the sound cues and well, then we didn't come in okay. where we're supposed to. I just want to say <laughs> the sound cue software I was using was Winamp on someone else's laptop. That was not <laughs> like fucking Winamp. It was literally Winamp. Like that was what was available on there. Okay. Does anybody under the age of 30 even know? Okay, listeners so like, that are I, under the age of 30, no do you one, know what Winamp no is? No one knows what the fuck Winamp is. It comes with Windows devices. You probably have it or no, version of it. No, it's gone. It's it called has, like no. Windows Media Player now, I guess. Um, but it used to be called Winamp. And so There's actually a website that you can use the old Winamp player, like the way that it was designed. I think it's like emulated. Yeah, and I love that website and I still use it that way because it's fun. So when you're playing something on Winamp, you can't like trigger a song to start at a certain time. And if you you do it'll automatically start playing the next sound file in the queue do you know what i'm talking about so that kept happening so i would like play a sound effect and then have to quickly pause it because it would <laughs> want to play the next thing do you does that make sense like that's what kept happening and you guys were like frustrated with me and i was like i am actually fucking on this right now because Honest, i am like, honestly rapidly pressing pause and play i do here, not remember being like, frustrated with you out like i was like this is the most I've ever paid attention to anything in my life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I was like, I just there. remember during. I, I hope our listeners are enjoying this, I but there's so. like, there's like, the, I remember also during that show, there were three different sound cues. We're like. One, our friend Katie, not little Katie on the yeah, show, our, our friend Katie, who does shows with us, like live shows. Who's never been on this show, but she does does a different show called Convention Confessionals. Anyway, she had a cue, and so did somebody else and me. I never heard mine from outside, and I was like standing there waiting. You kept on playing it, and we oh, didn't walk right. in. And then, and then also, eventually somebody had to like walk out and get you and be like, Ryan, it's your cue. Uh, no, and also... Well, but it wasn't, it wasn't like we were coming on and off stage. We were walking in and out of a conference room, so like you were outside and you could not hear there was a stage in there for some reason i don't know why we weren't just in that room i think they just put up a little platform yeah but you should have just been waiting in the room and for some reason you were waiting all the way outside so you couldn't hear anything and i don't blame Uh, you for that at all my favorite part of that story is that katie and pam who were going on before me (laughs) it was their cue and they weren't even there and i was like where the hell are they and i left and went down the hallway and they had like left and gone downstairs and came back up and they're like sorry we had to go do something real quick and i was like like, your cue is like out there is we're just... making it sound like this show was really bad but it actually was fine it actually was really good it got a good turnout i just think it's really fun to talk about behind the scenes of yeah, doing a live just... show it's always chaotic and like the stories behind the scenes it's crazy because us as actors and entertainers right we have like a thousand fucking mental illnesses going on <laughs> one that is very common is like fucking adhd so it is like a fucking miracle that anybody in a stage projection of anything even makes it to the stage without getting distracted on the way it's you know what true. i mean like it's i true. feel like 
It's true. You know, it's, I, it is a miracle that we've ever managed to do anything. That's a really good point. Including this show. I mean, we're like 200 episodes in. I'm really impressed with us, honestly. Although, if there was anybody that I was going to do this with, it would have been Maddie. <laughs> like, you know. That's true. Because Maddie and I have been working. I as am we amazing. Just said, this show point. I'm referencing is from 2009. I mean, I the amount of productions that Maddie and I have done together are like really beyond anything that I've ever worked with anybody else. Yeah. You know? I was playing Wonder Woman in that show mm-hmm. for some reason. I think because it's just the costumes I had at the time. Like, that was a convention that was so poorly organized. You end up singing... Wait, I sang um, the song from Spam song a that lot. Goes like this. Song that goes yeah, like song this. Song that goes like this with Deadpool. Deadpool and I sang that because we just set it up such that I was the Bachelorette and Deadpool was one of the contestants and I just picked him so we could sing a song at the end. Because yeah. the guy who played Deadpool could also sing and so we just were like, sure, fine. Even though Deadpool and Wonder Woman would never date, it didn't matter. We would just arrange things to set up funny things to happen in the end. And They're both queer, so that, I mean, in a way, it kind of works. Yeah, and I mean, we we kind of s- scripted it in such a way that Wonder Woman was like, I'm bored, I'll hook up with this guy. Like, we just kind of wrote it so that it would work. And Diana, I don't know, she might do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Who let's, knows? Let's, now that we've spent 16 full minutes talking about our acting history. This is what the people tune in for. That's true, that's true. All right, I'm going to have you read this very short next email because I feel like there's no other person out there who could read this email except for you (laughs) okay so this is from charcuterie blood blood (laughs) from the discord who writes how would weapon x flashbacks impact the wolverine anime would they make it better or worse or would it be a lateral move this is a great question first of all the anime is not good (laughs) so like i don't know what could fix it (laughs) you know i i feel like we had this debate at the time too because we were like the anime is really bad yeah. But it doesn't have any Weapon X flashbacks. I think it would make it better. And here's why. The one flashback that we do have in that anime that I remember. <laughs> it's fucking Omega Red, right? It's the Omega Red flashback where Wolverine drops the fucking vial of Omega Red medicine into a ravine. And it's really yeah. funny. So I feel like based on that alone, having a Weapon X flashback would be potentially entertaining on some level. Like the, I think, the chances I, you know, are because the modern day stuff in the Wolverine anime is so boring. It's so boring. Like nothing is yeah. happening in the modern day at all. There's really no plot other than Mariko's kidnapped and we're just waiting for Wolverine to reach her for 12 episodes or whatever it was. Like there's no other thing. It's just a video game yeah. where he's trying to get from one location to the next. So I, see, I agree with having you. Having a think, flashback, at least maybe there'd be a plot in it because there's no plot in the like modern day. You know what? You're right. I mean, I, maybe it doesn't need to be a Weapon X flashback, but it could be like something. a flashback to something else because you're right. I mean, there was a no full plot. six episodes of them going up a road. I think it was like fucking eight episodes if you count all the other roads, you know, like everything they were ever doing on that show was like, and now a tunnel. And now a road. How many of those scenes were on rooftops? Like yep, I, they invented a little girl character to kill her. Like, why was she on the show? I cannot. Every woman died by the end of the show. She had no purpose on that show in retrospect. Like, no, she didn't no purpose do anything. at all. The princess men. I was really hoping that she would be the princess. <laughs> she didn't do anything at all. And also, Yukio died. Why did Yukio die on that show? Also, Yukio was the princess, legit, which was just hilarious to me. But then I don't she know died made... anyway. I know. And so did Mariko. She was the only good part of that show was Yukio, and they killed her. Yep. And also, why did Yukio <laughs> kill that other random guy? 
Like, I know they explained it, but I don't know why that happened. I don't know. She was like, I'm, I don't even I'm re- just going to kill this police officer for some I don't reason. even re- Oh, right. You're right. And then at the very end of the show, she was like, by the way, I killed that guy, Asano. I blocked Asano. it out of my memory. That was his name. Listen. And like the whole time you were like, I think it's Yukio. And I was like, but why would she do that? And it was never explained. I mean, there was no reason that it was explained. She was like, I just did it to get you to work with me. But I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But she already was working with him, though. I know. I know. Dumb show. Dumb, dumb, What a dumb, bad show. Dumb, but the answer dumb. is yes. I can't believe we're saying this. Any kind of flashback would have helped that Anything. show. A, well, a Weapon X flashback actually would have felt like a break. It would have felt like a fun break to me. That's how bad that show was. You know, you say that, but I remember us being really annoyed with the Omega Red shit. So we probably would have still been annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe it would have been a lateral move, but I feel like we can't know unless we can go back in time and fix that show on some level. That's true. So we'll we'll never That's know. That's true. And at least then we'd be having the opportunity to change the show. I would have taken Weapon X flashbacks if it had been part of a plot that was interesting. How's that? That's true. That would have helped. But there wasn't a plot. Anyway, does that answer that? Anyway. <laughs> I don't know if it answers anything. I'm just going to move on because you're like just kind of circling me like there was no plot. There could have been flashbacks, but it wouldn't have helped. But there was no plot. But the flashbacks could have helped. But maybe not. (laughs) It's like it's hard to answer something that hypothetical. That's true. All right. So I'm going to read this next email from Soup Goblin. Great. Great name. Hey, hey, Ryan and Maddie. I just listened to your latest episode with the 2XL robot. Yay. And at the end of it, you ask for more X-Men listener submissions on material you can cover. Yes. Well, my boyfriend and I have been watching Marvel Disc Wars. Here, we're back to this again, Oh, Maddie. my God. Should we watch all of Disc Wars? I'm open to anything I, maybe, 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 maybe we should. Maybe not the whole show, but I, maybe the ones with the X-Men in it. I have to figure that out. I think that that's out. almost every episode. Anyway, I've actually been surprised at how much I've been enjoying it. I've also been surprised at how much X-Men content there happens to be in it. I won't give anything away, but the mutant arc begins in episode 16. Hmm. We've now finished episode 20, and the mutant storyline is still apparently going full steam. Okay. (laughs) They've also addressed the mutant metaphor more than I expected at children's anime, too, especially for a show where the X-Men aren't even the main characters. I think this show would be a lot of fun for you to cover, and there's a lot of episodes you could do practically another Marvel anime season's worth. I'd also volunteer to come on and talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's very sweet. Uh, Marvel Disc Wars also has an extremely cute beast design in it, which may or may not be the reason I started to watch I started watching to begin with. Thanks for giving me something to chuckle at every week. Manicorn. P.S. Loved all the mentions of Wolverine and Bishop spanking each other in the last episode. Very happy. <laughs> I don't su- even remember what episode that I don't, was. This, this is on October 11th. So whatever was before that. <laughs> Very happy. My fix transplanted the actual episode in your mind. This is only right and proper. So I, we must have. We must have like gone back and referenced. We the we fiction. may have talked about like fan fiction at that time. Uh, when are and we Wolverine not talking these about fan each other? Fiction just sounds like something we would be talking about also. So that could have been a regular. It's act. so funny that we always reference fan fiction on the mutant ages, and it's like I really I don't even read because it. you have no idea how to navigate fan fiction websites. Yeah, I, but this is how little I read fanfic. I mean, I did when I was like thirteen, but I haven't really returned to that since I was sixteen. I don't really read it a ton, but I still I still know how to navigate navigate the universe of fanfic anyway it doesn't matter well i mean i used fanfic.net when that was a big thing it still exists for what it's worth i know i know i mean oh god then it it broke apart i think it's actually back up again i think it's back no but i'm saying that i remember that at one point like there was like fanfiction.net and then it like fractured right 
and yeah. then Fiction Press came out because yeah, they yeah, were yeah. like. But I, I'm just saying, I think they repaired fanfiction.net and it's back at some point because yeah, exactly. I know people who like, lo- I didn't ever actually have an account on any of these sites, but I know people who were like, oh, I can log back into my old fanfic.net account and like all my stuff is still there. They It should work if you had one, if people are listening and they want to know. Well, I, I know that my Felix Wolfgang account, whatever that <laughs> Why is, are that's, you saying that's the full long name? Gone. Do you want people to find it? Like, no, what you the can't. Hell, it's right? not there. The fanfiction out there, although fiction. You know there's, what? There's I challenge the listeners to find it in the Google Cache archive.org. See if what, you can find you, it. See if you can find it because Ryan's not going to look, but you all may as well. Try. I'm, I'm trying to look right now. Like, I don't, I'm, it's not even coming up on Fiction Press. I know that. Oh, wait, no, here it is. Fiction Press. Yeah, I, that I'm one's still sure there, but there's, there. there's, there's no stories there anywhere. I pulled them down, but I want to tell you, let me just do a quick read of what my, uh, my author page was written in 2001. Okay, can't wait. This is already hilarious because <laughs> it's, <laughs> I can't. It says, hey, this okay i forgot i already missed the word is in the <laughs> great author ryan i'm glad this is it's like it's like it already has a big typo in sentence one <laughs> yeah third worded and it says hey this there is no is this fierce sacker vlad tepes dracula wolfgang the second <laughs> the son of dracula the world renowned alucard and i'm oh, like why do i have six names my God. Right. why does each of those names have like an origin with like a, a comic or resident evil or some shit like what are what genuinely each don't of them know from? maddie and okay. i wrote it i really don't know i think it was playing castlevania at the time of course you were and then it says dot 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 but you can just call me fierix so we didn't need to write like i <laughs> Okay, thank you. Okay, anyway, can you find stories of my life and the adventures I had with some of my good friends and family? I don't know what that even means. <laughs> Such as Chris Redfield and Joe <laughs> Okay, Bell. well, that is true. Okay, listen, <laughs> listeners, please go subscribe to our Patreon when we read the fan fictions that Maddie and I wrote about us being like princes and princesses. And like, it was like an original gothic fiction, and then Chris Redfield's there. I don't yeah, know why. It's so good. It's anyway, such good anyway, there's stuff. a lot of that on there. And, and that says dot, dot, dot. I have quite the family. Also, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing so hard. I think this is like I, I like, love I'm, that you're writing it in first person as your Mary Sue. Like you're like, right? I'm Felix Wolfgang, the son of Alucard, but you can call me Felix. And it's like, thanks, that's your first name. That's what I was gonna call you. Okay, hold on. And then it says, <laughs> also, you'll find some other stories around here that have to do with the Sacred Crystals movies, the spinoff of the Alien Five with Nathan Pucci Chainlake, and it's like, that's right. That's what gino used to be called hold on hold on it says and characters who never appeared in the original stories because they had to do with this story what anyway (laughs) be careful i might get hungry (laughs) oh my god and then i don't know what this is but i'm not gonna read this but it's there's like a list for some reason this is in my profile where i go there's a list of at least 72 characters here (laughs) like just their names why is it just supposed know. to be like those are characters that you're going to write about? I, I mean, I think they were in the story, but right, right, like, right, for right. example, I mean, it says my name again, where it's like Ferex, Sacred Vlad, Tepes, Dracula, Volkwing 2, also known as Alucard. Ferex is going to be in the story, <laughs> just so you know. Right, j- just so you know. And then it says Kit Fox, also known as Vixen. Yep, that's right. That's that's my Mary Sue character. Go on. Anyway, so I'm just looking down here, and it's like they have like kind of weird names. There's like Ryu, Darkfire. There's somebody named Sora. I guess Sora from fucking Kingdom Hearts is in this original yeah, fiction sora from kingdom hearts is gonna be in this story sure oh, right but then like i'm looking further down this list and it says important characters and these names are insane it's like victor shatten jack <laughs> Wooster, mandisa minia 
Ryben. I don't know what, who you the fuck is this. You made these up. You made these names Cake up. Cake Nikura Wolfgang. Cool. Oracle Red Tinky. <laughs> I love Oracle Red Tinky. She's my favorite in the Crystal Chronicles. Asira Alicone Haru. Like I don't. What you is gotta this? It's like love just, the like weeb influence happening here. Like half of these are Japanese names, half of them are German names. They're all put together because that's what Ryan was into at the time. Like it's all there. And then it's like known bounties so far. I, I, okay. Anyway, so this is just like what writing was like on fanfiction.net back in the day, though. It kind of was. I mean, you're. It's kind of still how it is. I think. I hope so. Excellent. I hope excellent. teenagers nowadays are still doing the exact same thing as this. And from uh, yeah. what I can tell, they are. And they. Should should be it's important to pretend to be a vampire with your friends it's very important to do that it's fun i agree it's unfortunate that my fanfic.net account is just gonzo i must have deleted that or something because it's like not even searchable luckily we still have all the actual word documents right so that that is again on our patreon that that is us reading. i was gonna say like i'm like if it was out there it's not like i would need to hide it from the world you're like why are you giving them your handle i'm like i've already read (laughs) <laughs> like some of these on the fucking show yeah no you know you're right I, mean? I guess i shouldn't be telling people it's some big secret that your your alt name used to be felix wolfgang i think everybody knows that by now i mean also like katie and i were like reading our fan fictions on youtube yes, for a while on warcraft valley for a while which yeah. was like for some reason that was like the only x-men fanfic i wrote because it was the one i could be in it dating all the characters from the x-men right because it's only fun to write x-men fan fiction if you're in the story and you're dating bobby and like tony Stark or whatever the fuck you were doing before we move on to the next question i just have to ask do you remember when i we found that story i wrote that was like resident evil but it was in my high school yes we read it on the on the patreon right or maybe no, we, we actually didn't. didn't we did it we should maybe we should though <laughs> i really liked that story it was like chapter three but there was no other chapters i love that we're gonna do the next listener mail uh maddie i'm sending this to you this is the super long one okay sure I'm going to skip around in this email that we got from somebody that we really liked. And it's just a long one. So uh, this is this is from Abby. So, Abby, I'm just going to skip around a little bit in your email. So they write that they've been a huge X-Men fan. They started with God Loves, Man Kills by Chris Claremont. Great yeah! introduction to the, the, the politics of the X-Men. Yep. And then they kind of get into talking about evolution. Quoting from them, fast forward a few years and all the old Marvel shows and cartoons are now available on Disney Plus and I decided to watch Evolution. I finished and then immediately started it again. I couldn't believe how much I loved it. (laughs) And not just that, but I loved it more as an adult, even knowing much more of the X-Men history and character continuity at this point. It was far more emotional and full of depth than I'd remembered, especially considering it was meant to be, quote, just a Saturday morning cartoon. But we all know that those are never just a cartoon. Uh, Continuing along, uh, they describe having been raised Christian and Protestant, but to quote them, I've known that I'm bi since I was 14, and after some reflection, I probably knew even earlier because of the types of feelings I had towards female characters in cartoons and movies, but I wouldn't have understood what all those feelings were at the time. And then they kind of refer back to evolution. The initial rewatch I did of evolution as an adult hit me, especially since I was now out of the oppressive spaces I had been as a kid. And I realized how much this might have meant to me had I been able to watch it as a teenager. Yeah. I mean, the Sirens episode alone solidified that I am gay. I, Hell yeah, I, Abby. I love that. I remember when we were about to watch that episode, Maddie was like... Yeah, I was like, I don't know what to expect. And I was like, I'm like, honestly, you're going to love it because there's all that discourse about it being a feminist thing, but really it's just them all fucking... 
mean, gay. so it kind of seems like something you would love. That's a really and fun there's like a whole the like garbage knockoff song in there. So, mm-hmm. so continuing anyway. Abby's email, it means a lot to me now, and I'm about to be like Ryan and rewatch a bunch of my favorite episodes over and over from here on bada out. Bada beam, bada boom, baby. <laughs> I just love how well this ca- show captured the ethos of the X Men and watching the teenage mutants yes. grow into adults while navigating their powers and their outing in society and all the struggles that come with that. It's thoughtful. It's character driven, and damn, has it been helping me navigate coming out as an adult and becoming more confident in being myself. And then uh, Abby describes finding the mutant ages and giving us lots of compliments for the fact that we uh, went through all these episodes. Uh, Abby's Abby's message here is like really nice. I think I, I remember her saying that she really liked how we talk about our friends. Oh, yeah. Here's the part where she mentions that. Along with the actual content and discussion of the X-Men, something I found to be one of my favorite parts of your show and something that may just be second nature and something you may not even think about is the fact that you talk about your friends, even if your audience won't know who they are, and so easily (laughs) integrate them and stories about them into the conversation. At least, like, three of them have come on to the show Yeah, we we force them to come on the show. So that's kind of like they're part of the show, and we force everyone to know who they are. Continuing Abby's email, it feels so homey and so comfortable, and it makes the significance and meaning of the X-Men within both of your personal lives and the fact that it is such a bonding point between your friends feels meaningful to me. And um, she talks about having lost a lot of friends over time, especially sharing more of her politics and, you know, coming out and all of that. And uh, she says that our show reminds her of how important community and friendship are. And that she still has friends that she's always felt safe with. And that's really nice. Um, and I just really appreciate hearing this story. And Me too. honestly, Me too. reading this, I feel like this came during a time period when you and I were talking to each other a lot about evolution and how much we miss watching it. Because right now we're in like a well, weird spot when, with the show. I, let, me, let me see when it came through. It came through on December 12th, which yeah. December, this past November, December was. Yeah, December was when we were like, what are we doing? <laughs> Well, also, like, my, it's like, yeah, I mean, 2023 was just an awful year all around for me, but like, those last two months really, like, like, that was the one where I was like, I was like on the verge of like just stopping everything. And luckily, that depression didn't win. And Maddie persevered and trying to I make mean, me i'm always patient and i also think like the show's supposed to be fun and watching logan is not fun and I, there's only been one time in our life i feel like and it, it's what started insomniacs in the morning that that was the only time you and i were both going through a really hard time and we were both very depressed so usually we're not depressed at the same time so we can sort of push each other to get things done and maddie's really good about pushing through any depression be like we got to do the show i mean the i show don't is know i feel like that's true but i also feel like you were the person who pushed me to do insomniacs in the morning in a good way well that's yeah initially but now like when you mutant ages when i go through you like no the show's gonna make you feel better and it always does she's right uh but i think what what we're getting at is that we had finished logan and i was like i can't believe i watched the wolverine anime and logan and like i'm not having a good time anymore yep. which is not true i mean the gifted i don't really it's not my favorite but it's it is watchable you know what i mean it's not yeah, like and you know we're finding other things we can do with the show that are fun for us and that's okay yeah exactly i mean the 2xl robot stuff was some incredible shit that's why i'm like maybe we should watch discourse because that sounds kind of fun and stupid no it does and so like we were talking about evolution because we we're like that show was just so good to watch like 
And X-Men 97, or I guess when TS, because before it's 97, yep. that's a great show, too. They're both really good shows. Yep. They're very yep. different from each other, but I but agree with what Abby shows. is saying, where it's like, the thing that I loved about Evolution is that it really paid attention to the X-Men ethos, right? And yep. it's it, like, it, even though it was a different universe, it still incorporated like some some good stuff in there and it took its time like it was a slow show building on these characters and it was a queer show and i really missed that i like it genuinely i when i hear songs from like the early 2000s era i'm like oh man this reminds me of when i was watching x-men evolution Mm -hmm. you know just knowing that as an adult and i didn't really know this at the time i was watching it but i did find out years later that it was specifically based on like queer metaphors i was like well no wonder i fucking loved this show and all of our friends loved this show more than mm-hmm, any of the mm-hmm. x-men shows and we related to it so yep yep and totally response to abby's thing with the growing up in a church and having to deal with that like yeah, i God. i don't know what that's like because my my parents we tried church when i was really young and then they got bored of it and then my dad's like <laughs> My dad's an atheist anyway. Yeah, my parents are also pretty irreligious right. in a lot of and ways. And so, like, they they were just like, we don't even want to do this. So then we stopped. And so, like, I never had to deal with that. Not to say that the church that we went to would have been, like, anti-gay, because it is in Massachusetts, and it was a pretty, like, liberal... It was, like, one of those Methodist churches or and whatever. And there's definitely more liberal congregations than others, yeah, for yeah. sure. And it's funny. Oh, I remember I was going to a funeral with my mom, like, six or seven years ago, and we're, like, in the church, and she's like, I don't know what the fuck to do do I kneel or get up or kneel get up and that's like <laughs> I'm like we can't do this we don't we are just not religious people so I never had to deal with that but that sounds awful like you know I, and it's I'm always constantly reminded that while I have plenty of trauma in my life and I do have sort of like complications with my parents as we all do mm-hmm. like that's not unusual yep. is that like I never had to deal with that because I grew up in like a dance family where like yeah you know my older sister's best friend was like a gay black man who did drag and that the person, the people that we, were, my mom was doing plays with, in addition to the shows, and she was doing choreography for them, were these two women that were in a relationship, but I don't think they could be married back then. Yeah, but like they were around all the time, so I'm like, I'm like, there was in just being in a dance family, I'm like, there was no me coming out was just like, oh, whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and I and it's something I actually want to share with the the listeners because I love this story about coming out is that um my sister messaged me the other day, and I'm gonna just read you the text that I got. So my niece, I said like sometime in the past year, I go, I'm like talking to my family. My older sister was not there. And I just go, they're talking about my niece. And I'm like, yeah, she's gay. And they're like, Ryan, how could you know that? She's like 10, 11. And I was like, I knew at that time. But like, I knew at that time. I had to pretend I wasn't queer at all for, I don't know, 17 years because that's the society we lived in. But that's not how kids are now. I mean, there's certainly a complicated situation still, but it's not as horrible as it was in the 90s especially if you're growing up in a family where you feel safe to come out which is what you're going to get to right right exactly and so i just get this message the other day where my sister goes so last night name i'm not gonna say her name just out mm-hmm. of respect she says so last night she told me she likes girls she did it by saying you know how uncle rye guy likes boys well you know i like girls and i was like she Aww. cited me as the reason like the, the kind of out. benchmark of like this is a person i know in my life who's queer and that's like me. yeah 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 and, and then she goes on to say um i asked if she liked boys and girls because she's talked about boy crushes and she goes no i just like girls and i was like <laughs> i mean this kid's also this girl is like walking around with a mohawk like as soon as that came out and she it, uh, by yeah. her own choice and my sister supports like crazy hair anyway i love that i love seeing kids 
with with wild style and their right? parents are totally so, supporting like, it. Like, it's awesome. And she reminds me a lot of myself too. I mean, she's like got a big personality. She wants to put on a lot of shows. She's more interested in like doing the creative shit and like she gets really upset about the way people are treated or how she's treated. And I'm like, mm-hmm, there's like mm-hmm. a lot of image stuff. She's got the mohawk. I'm like, I'm like, this girl's gay. Like, there's no way she's not gay. And so, or at least queer to some degree. You know what I mean? Like, I, yep. I, I feel like saying somebody's straight or gay is kind of like a, a false thing anyway, because even though like identify as gay, I think it's a spectrum, baby. Yeah. I think, I think it's just more like embrace queerness is my general thing. I'm like, everyone should just embrace their little queer at some degree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But on. it was really cool. Like to have like, that coming out story happen um and i wanted to talk about it on the show and i just kind of used this moment to segue into that mm-hmm. but just kind of crazy yeah, i really appreciate abby's email and i i also me too love me too that you and i got to watch evolution together as adults yeah and realize how queer it is over yeah. the course of this show yeah. and become more comfortable with ourselves over the course of this show like I feel like that's just a journey that we're always still going on. And that's really cool. Well, also, X-Men Evolution was the only show of the X-Men cartoons. Except for the except for the series finale of X-Men TAS, where it took me like two hours to watch it because it was... Oh, my God. That was awful. It was like... That was happening like at peak Black Lives Matter, like 2020. Yeah. And I was watching that episode that it was like at the end, it was like... And it was about yeah, Magneto being so like, fuck Like everyone, everyone dies. And I'm like, Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. I was like sobbing through that. And that's where X-Men 97 is going to pick up, dude. I like know. that's where that show is picking up. I know. But X-Men Evolution... There are a lot of times where I was like messaging Maddie. I'm like, you're going to cry during this episode. Like yep. like that episode where Jean Grey is giving that speech. And vice versa if I watched it first and I was like, you're going to cry about Mystique being a mom in this one or like whatever it may be. <laughs> like, I mean, it was a, it was an emotionally deep show. It's unfortunate it only lasted four seasons, but I think it... I think it was a hard show to sell because it was like not your standard X-Men show. Yeah, it was like a kind of weird premise and all the characters were different ages and it, it yeah. was coming out concurrent with the live action movies that had its own canon. I, I mean, it's kind of wild that it was made at all because it's so creative and yeah, I still yeah. think it's really special and really, really good. So, yeah, thanks, Abby, for the email. You sent it at the right time for us to to remember why we give a shit. <laughs> We were in a dark place, and that's why we always appreciate a good listener email. All right, so next we have a listener email from the guy who likes Beast too much, and they write, do you guys think the X-Men robot cassettes would be even more interesting if they let you play a self-insert protagonist rather than sort of choosing what certain X-Men do at the time? Well, okay, I think that would be complicated, though. Yeah, it'd be really hard. Because, like, how, how... I mean, like, you wouldn't be able to... Unless they did that thing. Like the Goosebumps Choose Your Own Adventures where it's like written in the, the what is it, second person? Or no, I mean, no. I was going to say, I was going to say, do you remember the, like those birthday cassette tapes that like they recorded it with every <laughs> fucking possible name possible? Oh my God, You know, no. because... I didn't know they did that. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think the 2XL robot would have had this capability either, but like if there was a way that at the beginning you record your name and then it could insert it in there, I think that's something that could happen now if they made like a modern 2XL robot that didn't work on a tape cassette. Although I guess how would that even work? If they did a modern 2XL robot, it would just fucking download shit off the internet, right? Yeah, I mean, it would just be like a choose your own adventure like game, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Like it would just be like an actual video Man, game. Man, people would hack the shit out of that so fast. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like people already did kind of hack the shit out of the 2XL because it's online. Like it, it already is that. I So what I was- I think I, was, I think I find that fascinating that I people think can rules. preserve that shit. You know, like, and so that they create cool. like their own player. That whoever- created the 2xl archives 
Like, holy shit. Bless them. Bless yeah, them, right? whoever they are. <laughs> even though they don't, they aren't perfect. They have errors. But it's still great that it even works at all. Error. Error. Okay, well, I, the, to answer the question, I don't think it would work. I, I mean. I actually kind of, I don't mind also, for what it's worth. Like, I didn't mind playing as the X-Men in the second tape. Or, like, having the fake random character in the first tape. I thought that was fine. Um, and I get that, like, you're there to be the X-Men or, like, hang out with the X-Men. So I don't really yeah. need, like, a self-insert mutant, which is kind of how I felt about Marvel's Midnight Suns, to be honest. Like, I didn't really need there to be a self-insert character there. I could have just played as Jubilee or something. Okay, the only way that that would have worked for Midnight Suns, in my opinion, is if you could also date whoever you wanted to. But the other characters were too busy dating each other. Each other, and it yeah. Was so like... that's why I was like, why am I not just, like, playing as Jubilee or something then? Like, I don't need to date any of these people. Yeah. They're all dating each other, just like, like the X-Men do. you're going to put... Put Wolverine in this game and put like put him in his little Earl underwear and make him not dateable. Like what the fuck game? That's not cool. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe they're gonna add that later. That's like I don't the know. least of my problems. We gotta play that on the channel. I know. Oh my god, we can will. you imagine replaying that whole game, Addy? Yeah, I liked it. I'm happy to do it for you. I know you didn't like the gameplay that much, so I'm gonna play it and you're just gonna watch. I think I'm just like not good at that, but if I really spent time with it, I would get really into it. You would have a great time just watching me play it, I think. It would be fun. I think so. I think so, too. It's just like it's different from like a standard RPG, which I'm used to. Like I I can do turn based RPG shit. I think I could also kind of show you how to play it because it it took me a while to learn. You know, honestly, like I don't read tutorials. I'll just try and figure shit out. So that's part of it. That is also what I did. But it took me like 20 hours before I felt like I was like good at it. And until then, I was like, I don't really understand how these fucking cards. work. (laughs) It's a good game. I have no problems with it other than the gameplay was very confusing to me yeah but also this is my problem with most most games is that i love video games but i do so much shit that i really don't have time to play them so like a game that requires me several hours to learn how to play the game is like something that i don't have time to do typically i'm sorry i changed the topic to video games that was off topic. you know i we can't <laughs> we can't help ourselves because you literally have another podcast about gaming so let's read this next one that i just sent you maddie okay, the last couple we got here so this one is from bob poteet who writes hypothetical Loki tricks or manipulates three mutants into teaming up to kill Thor. Who does he rope into his scheme and how does he trick them? That's interesting. How the, how hard is Thor to kill? Pretty hard, I guess. He's a god. Storm could do it. A storm could do it, but I here's here's my thing is that I'm like Loki can't trick Storm. So she's no, off the table. You're right. Okay. And she and Fair he, he, he can't trick the psychics. He could trick Wolverine. It's not that hard. Well, uh, sure. I was gonna say I think I think Logan would be easy. He wouldn't even need to cast an illusion. You trick Logan with a fucking beef on rye. Like, it, how hard is it to trick Logan into doing things? Not yeah. hard. He could just say to Logan, like Wolverine anime style, "You already agreed to do this, and you yeah. just don't remember." And Logan would be like, "Oh, I guess I did agree to do this, and I can't let Loki down." Like, that's all he would have to say. <laughs> I was gonna say Loki would not even cast an illusion. He'd walk over to Logan and be like, "Hey, babe." See that guy that's that looks like Thor? It's actually Omega Red, and Logan would just scream Omega Red and just start running over. <laughs> okay, but do we think Logan could actually kill Thor? I think he needs some help. I, that's why we need three mutants. Here. Well, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it has to be somebody that Loki would be able to trick or manipulate, uh, Hawkeye style, right? Mm-hmm, so like, mm-hmm. who? So not Emma, not any of the psychics. I agree with you there. No, I mean they're off the table, right? I mean, I feel like he can't trick like any of the women, unfortunately. Probably not. So we need like what? We get Cyclops. That's kind of useless. I don't. No, know. no, 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 no. I, I have I have a, a good number two. Okay. I think that he could trick 
Magneto pretty easily because Magneto is unfortunately I agree and Magneto like just needs like an illusion of something that yeah. gives him trauma and he just loses his fucking mind you know what I, mean? I know like You're we right. did that 2XL tape where like his wife came back to life but it was just Mystique <laughs> and he, and he fully like believed it he fully, and he believed, fully believed it. it and then when he realized it wasn't her he decided to destroy the planet, destroy the like, planet. I, you know yeah, I feel see, that's like the thing about this like yes you are playing with fire if you trick Magneto but can it be done yes it can absolutely be done hold on i'm I'm googling something important because i just thought of this i said can magneto move thor's hammer whatever Ooh, i forget can the name. he can yes he? and it says canonically <gasps> yes he can manipulate its trajectory but not its compound simply due to its enchantment that makes sense though that's helpful just manipulating yeah. the trajectory so he, can already, really useful. he can disarm thor yep and then before going in and then so, Logan can swoop in for the kill, but we got to get rid of the lightning. We need to neutralize the electricity powers. So, like, how do you uh, neutralize lightning? Well, I think I think <laughs> Take Magneto, away the atmosphere. I think Magneto can do that too. Is the thing because he oh, can just right, he fucking can. manipulate the planet itself and the electricity poles. So I think Magneto can do both of those. I don't even know if we need a third mutant. Well, I mean, I'm trying, but, I'm trying to think about who else it would be. It would, it would have to be somebody who easily is tricked all the time in the comics. Probably Bishop. Oh, God, you're right. Bishop would easily be tricked. Oh, this is he depressing. Would, it is. And I, I love hey, Bishop. Bishop is also okay, really right, useful power-wise. Hold, hold on, hold on. So Luki would be like, I'm coming from the past. What version of Bishop are we talking about? Because when he's written poorly, he's an idiot. But when he's written well, he's awesome. You know what I mean? Okay, like, I agree he's awesome. But I still think he could be tricked by Loki. I'm Even the best case scenario, Bishop could be tricked. Yeah. He's not a telepath. And Loki has the magic master of illusion powers i mean he does i don't know he can do anything so i think loki could pretend to be forge he could do any any number of things you know what i you know what i see this loki versus mastermind situation mm. <laughs> mastermind would be fine because mastermind's motivations are like trying to look pretty and like that's it <laughs> you know, like conventionally pretty like you know what i mean it's like yeah so loki could be like i'm a talent scout and you're you could be a model baby and mastermind would be like i already am i don't need you like yeah why are you even coming up to me i don't care about you at all i so i think that's what it's <laughs> gonna be i think it's logan magneto and bishop who are good power sets to have against thor they I are mean, like, that actually that trifecta, thor could be throwing lightning at bishop and it wouldn't even yeah, affect and even him. if magneto wasn't controlling anything briefly like if he was struggling bishop could just absorb it and fight back and shoot and it then, back at him yeah. and that's easy and and logan's kind of up close and personal you know like he's the tank bishop is dps and magneto yeah. is area of effect wow attacks. i can't believe you just like broke that down like that i mean i can <laughs> But it's also exactly like Marvel versus Capcom three. <laughs> <laughs> Trish is setting traps. Oh okay. my god! Anyway, all right. So Brock writes: <laughs> Would you rather have a new season of Gargoyles that picks up from where the current comics are, or one that covers the older Weissman comics up to now? So this is a great question. Should we call up Katie? No, she's at work. I but yeah, I'm like God. I don't know the current comics up to now. Katie is getting them. She as soon as they started. So this is a question for Katie and not us. Is really what well, this is. I mean, I think I think the question is like, would we want a new season of Gargoyles that picked up from where the current comics are, or like older ones? I have not really officially read them. I've flipped through them at Katie's house because she's having them sent 
to her as they come out because it's cool. Katie. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's like the only person I know still who like signs gets up for the physical comic, comic books. Well, that gets sent to her. Yeah, like on a mailing program. I love that. Anyway, so I mean, the art is beautiful. There's no wrong answer to this question. Can we just say there's no wrong answer because like having more gargoyles of any form would be fucking sick. Dude, no. Katie sent me like a picture from one of the recent issues, and she goes, "What is going on here?" And it was like a picture of Xanatos and Fox in bed, but they were like, it was like a king size bed, and they were like fully clothed in the bed on opposite ends of the bed. I'm like, Xanatos yeah. is gay. That is what's going on here. She's like, yeah. I, like, I don't know what to tell you. There's like six feet apart between these guys, and they're like wearing all clothes. I know. I think Xanatos goes to bed in a full three piece suit. He does though, which and is he just pulls insane. The covers up over his shoes, like he is like. <laughs> This is how I prefer to sleep. <laughs> just in case I get awoken in the middle of the night for one of my schemes and I need to be on the go. Just like I mean, the characters in The Gifted. He has to be on the go at all times. <laughs> anyway, oh my God. I, here's guy. the thing is that I would love them to pick it up, but I don't think they would pick it up from current comics. I don't think they would. I think they would pick it up from where the show left off, if anything. I think, I uh, here's the thing. I do think that Disney is gearing up to do something with Gargoyles because the marketing around it has been crazy all of a sudden the past couple of years it has been and they've been remaking they remade that gargoyles video game they are releasing so many figures i know and so it's to the point where i'm like i think they're gonna reboot it ducktail style that is my ongoing theory oh, that's interesting i'd like that a lot actually that'd be really fucking cool right and i think the other one that they're gearing up to redo in the same way is goof troop because the amount of fucking goofy movie stuff that has appeared in the world in the past four years it's like crazy <laughs> anyway there's two more emails here that we didn't read okay uh this is something that drake presented to me and so it's something you're gonna have to do maddie because i have all the answers in front of me and i also read all these already. okay great so you're gonna quiz me well he's like he's like can you guess who said which of these quotes on the mutant ages between the two of us uh-huh. okay this <laughs> so the, is funny all right let me see if i can do it first quote is why does anyone put up with logan or xavier Every day. What? He, okay, just want you to know that Drake also cited which episode it's in. So, oh my you know. God. Okay. I'm never going to know the answer to that. All right. Well, this one is you, episode four, and enter Magneto. Okay. I was going to ask if it was a TAS example because I feel like that was. That was peak Logan being annoying era. I think I think all of these are from the first six episodes of TAS. Wow. I think he was re-listening to it and he got just it, wanted to. Got okay, it, so got it. This one is, we're just clones of each other. Who said that? <laughs> Me, I would say that. <laughs> you did say it was you. Yep. Episode yep. 7, Night yep. of the Sentinels. That's something I would say. I like to say things are clones. That's more of a me thing than a Ryan thing. My Twitter handle used to be Samus Clone. This one's going to be hard for you because we both say this. <laughs> okay. The first five minutes is already fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm going to guess you because... It was me. Because Deadly it reunions. has been... The first two were me. So that was a cheat <laughs> that I just guessed that it was you because I was like, this needs okay, to be wait, a Ryan one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this next one is like Wait, so, so obvious. Wait, so what episode was that though? Deadly, ep- Deadly Reunions. Deadly oh, reunions. of course. Okay. Okay, this one you're going to know exactly <laughs> what it is. Okay. Today we're going into the Morlock Tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's you. <laughs> <laughs> why is that is that the 
intro was just you screaming. <laughs> I think it is. I think that it was like episode seven of our show, and that's how I introduced it. I just screamed. All you right, know, anyway. usually podcasts, like if you go back to the beginning of a podcast, it's like, wow, they were so like different. We didn't change at all. Like, no, that's not I'll true. Listen. I've listened I mean, to the first few episodes. I did like the idea that somebody suggested about us going back and doing Pride of the X-Men again. I like that idea, too. I think that's incredible. But like if we do that. I love Pride of the X-Men, though. And you and I have watched Pride of the X-Men roughly 27 times. Listen, like, I think if we do Pride of the X-Men again, we got to bring the whole we cast gotta on. We got to get Righty. We got to get him And Todd and Katie. Like, we yep, just got to do gotta it. Get everyone in, and then we gotta perform it. We gotta read the full script. <laughs> All right, okay. So next one says, you know, this is like another episode where I I'm like, where is the X Mansion? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me. It is you. Because I feel Farm like still. this was this early on the show. I started getting obsessed with physical locations, and then I got you on board, <laughs> and then that's never ended since. And like every. Every show, we're like, let's talk about New York. What, what are what are the locations in New York City and New York State? And like, where is the X Mansion in relation to that? Because Bayville is in a random location that's either I know either in Manhattan or not. Like, depending on who you ask, like I it's know. fucking nuts. Okay, so next one says, "Oh, good, Storm is finally explaining anything." <laughs> um, probably you. That was me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Night of the Sentinel. A lot still. of this is me trying to think about how we talk. So yeah, it's but we like, talk what, so what similarly. Kind of, I, know, I know, but it, there's just little things. I don't know. This one I feel like it's obvious too. In Cyclops is a defense, and I can't believe I'm defending him because he's an idiot. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> that Did I say you. that? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> what was that episode though? That was Night of the Sentinels. Still great. God, we have such a good podcast. Clearly, I should just listen to every episode of the show. This one you're not going to know either. Emma Frost is not in this episode, so it's already way worse than last week. (laughs) (laughs) That could also be either of us. This is episode two, by the way. Oh, so we're going back in time. This is like right after we did Pride of the X-Men. Got it. Probably me. Is it me? It is you. It is you. Okay, cool. Next one says, holy shit, the president's a woman. (laughs) Is that you? It is me. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. There's two I'm more of these. I'm pretty good at this quiz. Are you you are pretty good at this. All right. They're immediately interrupted because this green little child steals fruit using magic? Question mark. <laughs> that has to be you. No, it's you. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's like, that's like the first one I got wrong. That's still Captain Farts. This is still in the Morlock tunnels. All right. The okay, final okay. one. This green little child. I said that. That's such a you thing to say. This this one is. I, I this really is quintessentially something either of us would say. This okay. is like this final line is like so on par with our humor that it's going to be hard for you to guess. Okay. If you're dating somebody that tells you to build death robots to kill people, maybe get out of that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is like the best possible advertisement for the early episodes of our show. Like in case know, somebody's right? listening to this and they're like, "I've never gone back and listened." These are so funny. I don't know. Yeah, I'm right. I knew guess, you wouldn't know. I'm gonna guess me, but I really no, could be either it was of me. us. Yeah, it, it was just as soon been you. That was a real fifty fifty like coin flip for me to do. I'm like either of us. I, I said knew that. it would be. I was like, there's no way. We both would say that. Also, I'm gonna guess that was about Trask and um, what's the other guy's name? Oh yeah, Trask and Gyrick. Gyrick, yeah, because yeah. they're dating on TAS. Yeah, and that was that, that was like what we were talking about in all those episodes. So we were like, these guys have a really problematic relationship. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. And then they end up like running away together and living in like a cabin in the jungle and like still trying to build robots. 
God, that show was fun. <laughs> it Good was. Times. One more. Sorry, Maddie. It's um, fine. This is longer than I was expecting it to be. All right. So um, this final one is not a listener question, but it is a listener mail. It's <laughs> just a message. Okay. Great. From Charcuterie Barward on the Discord, but they didn't send it through Discord. They emailed it to us. And I was like, at first I was like, oh, these are really funny. I, for some reason, I thought I remembered seeing it in Discord. It's not. It was something that was emailed to us directly. So we got to read this. It's some good <laughs> shit. They write, hi, Maddie and Ryan. Good news. I found some completely, oh, wait, hold on. Let me read the title for you the, of the email. It says, list of all 10 X-Men 97 episodes, parentheses, <laughs> real, parentheses, again, not clickbait. Uh, <laughs> hi. Sorry. Keep going. Hi, hi, Maddie and Ryan. Good news. I found some completely real, definitely not a joke episode synopsis for all 10 episodes of X-Men 97. This is 100% legit and I'm not doing a bit at all. You're welcome. Okay, great. Episode one. That sounds really real. And definitely <laughs> like these are real synopses for all the real yes. episodes. Episode one. Xavier is off in space being dead and or alive, and the X-Men haven't figured out how to access his long guns fun because he forgot to set that up. So everyone has to figure out ways to get money. Gambit sells a <laughs> pair of knockoff Nikes to Kingpin's nephew, so Kingpin declares war on the X-Men. Daredevil helps them with the fight and with their legal problems. <laughs> okay, I can't wait to watch that. I wish these were real, which of course they are, and I can't Speaking wait to watch fiction. this show. All right, episode two. After getting Space Jam on VHS as a 16th birthday present, when she really... Oh, wait. Who is this? I think Probably Jubilee at the rate we're going. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to assume that. But what, let's assume it's Jubilee. But the, the description is, after getting Space Jam on VHS as her 16th birthday present when she really wanted Con Air, she starts to worry that the rest of the team sees her as a little kid and doesn't take her seriously. This is confirmed when the new mutants show up and she gets moved on to their team. The villain of this episode is the Shadow King's Fez, but not the Shadow King himself. <laughs> Okay, ready? Oh I hope you're God. ready. Episode three. Forge buys so many cases of rippets that he causes a <laughs> statewide shortage. This angers the friends of humanity who love to drink rippets while LARPing as soldiers and doing fake militia shit, and their war against mutants intensifies. <laughs> That's such a serious problem. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Episode four. The X-Men and New Mutants go to a very janky and dangerous theme park and realize that it's actually Arcade's side hustle, so they try to fight him. Okay. I'm just going to point out that I would love this episode. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> I mean, they all are. They're all good ideas. I can't wait <laughs> to are. watch these. <laughs> Especially the Rippets. Yeah. Uh, the New Mutants have real. to handle most of the work because the park has a beer garden and very lax rules about being drunk in the park, so all the X-Men except Wolverine are mostly useless. <laughs> <laughs> except wolverine episode five nightcrawler joins the team after being fired from the monastery for talking about old timey pirate movies too much and the main conflict of the episode is he won't stop talking about catholic jesus so jesus is technically <laughs> the villain of this one wolverine's a, wolverine is arrested for tax evasion I don't think he knows how to do his taxes. Of course he doesn't. That's why he would be arrested. Because he hasn't paid his taxes to any country for probably yeah. 150 years. <laughs> Episode 6. Mojo kidnaps Gene, Cyclops, Rogue, Gambit, Wolverine, and Nightcrawler so he can use them for his new project, plagiarizing James Cameron's Titanic. You know what? I'd <laughs> that probably watch really that. sounds really good. Yeah, I would watch that. Like, who's who, you know? Yeah. I guess Kurt's, Kurt's got to be fucking... 
Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I don't even he's, he's know. the perfect manic pixie dream boy, which is what yeah, Leo's really part is. is in that story. And I assume yeah. Gene is um, Rose. Oh, they're both have red hair. Well, yeah, but I guess at that point it would and have Cyclops to be. Cyclops is probably like the bad guy she doesn't want to marry. Oh my god, I hope so. Well, no, Cow. at that point, has to, at that point, doesn't it become like it would have to be like Logan is? Yeah, I guess Logan is supposed to be Leo in that situation. I, I don't even remember. Listen, I saw this movie one time ever. Maybe Kurt is just the the cool Italian friend who dies. You know, you know what's funny is that I. I really genuinely do not like that movie. I think it's a bad movie. I didn't movie. really like it either, but I rewatched it recently. <laughs> no, I no, I rewatched it recently and I actually did really like it. So there you go. Twist ending. You know, I probably I've only seen it one time. I know maybe you should rewatch it again. I watched it when I, I was thirteen and I thought it was pretty dumb. But I get it now. Listen, I feel that way too, but I do have a lot of respect for the production on that film. Yeah, that I think would really impress you as an adult if you watched it. I think it so now. too. Right. Anyway, uh episode seven. Iceman comes out. The good news is Cyclops has a contingency plan for this. <laughs> some 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 P-flag pamphlets stuffed in the back of a drawer. The bad news is the pamphlets were destroyed one of the several times the mansion exploded, and it's got panics a little bit. Will the X-Men be able to accept Bobby without his, his P-flag self? Am I reading this right, P-flag? Yeah, P-flag. What does it stand for? It's like it's, a, it's like it's like pride or whatever, right? Yeah, it's like parents of friend parents and friends of lesbians and gays. Yeah, okay. It's, right. Okay. Yeah, it's like an allyship anyway, thing. Uh, will the X Men be able to accept Bobby without the P Flag's help? Yes. Will Cyclops get help for his anxiety? No. This is the gay <laughs> episode. So this is the gay episode. So Mister Sinister shows up for no reason. Yup. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> episode. <laughs> so it's eight. like a very special episode of of like sitcom television where Bobby comes out. I love. Yeah. That. Right. Right. <laughs> episode eight. The X Men celebrate a successful fight by going to TGI Fridays, where Fred Dukes is a bartender for some reason. Yup. He's not going to fight them because he's at work. So he calls a he calls the rest of the Brotherhood for backup. Everyone gets permanently banned from the entire TGI Fridays franchise. <laughs> I feel like this may have happened to us in like high school. Yeah, uh, it probably uh, is. Episode nine. This episode is literally just the story where some of the Age of Apocalypse characters end up in the non-Age of Apocalypse universe, and then regular Beast gets bricked into a wall by evil Beast. Literally, this is not a euphemism or something. Yeah, like like in, in the Edgar Allan Poe story where he gets yeah, bricked yeah. into a wall. Like that's what I'm picturing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone immediately figures out that. The Age of Apocalypse Beast replaced regular Beast because Age of Apocalypse Beast is stoned out of his gourd. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, this episode is Mutant Age's canon compliant. <laughs> and finally, episode 10. Shaken by the experience of being almost murdered by an evil version of himself, Beast tries to prove to himself that he's not terrible. He does this with a wildly unethical and stupid science experiment, which somehow pisses Apocalypse off and makes him attack everyone. His new horsemen are actual horses, and they just run around biting and kicking and trampling everyone. That sounds really good. Oh, my God. So that is a, that is the listener those, mail. Those are the synopses for the official X Men ninety seven episodes that we just can't wait to watch, and <laughs> those are going to be really really good when we finally get to those. I really love the Rippets one. Yeah, that, that one is just like that one's really good. It's like so out there that's a, it's incredible, you know. And I love that shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Great right, stuff. Let me get. Let's let's. Speaking of writing, now that we are what like an hour and thirteen minutes That's into this episode, what happens? I don't know why you're like, oh, this is taking so long. We always do an hour of listener questions and then an hour of the mutant age of the comic book. That's our whole day. This show is short. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, ever. well, let's get into it. It's time for an episode of the mutant age of the comic book. 
Please send to Maddie. There we go. It's there. Maddie, Woo! open the document. It's there. I'm Don't mess it. up your hair. All right. So <laughs> I am indeed opening it. It is being opened. Okay. <laughs> the title is <laughs> the title is shock exclamation mark trouble for mutants. Which also, is, it's course, mutant ages. The manga. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. People need to be up to date on the Mutant Age of the comic book. But in case you somehow aren't, and this is your first time listening to it, it's a fan fiction series that we're writing where me and Ryan and the other podcast co-hosts of this show are mutants. And we work with Emma Frost and Sage to uh, take down Xavier, who has a crazy plot to destroy all (laughs) X-Men canon. Is that good? Yes. And so, like, yeah, we're we're going through with your time travel gun. Yep. And we, we're that, fixing the that plot cable holes. gave you. Yes. Right. That we've right. seen here on the Mutant Ages when we were watching stuff. And so that is a lot of what's happening. We've been living on this Discorda ship, which is like the Mutant Ages Discord, but like personified, but which is hilarious to me. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like really not a good personification of who's in our Discord yeah, at Yeah, our all. Discord is really nice to us, but the Discorda yeah. ship is like mean and funny because, you know. Yeah, I know. And so it's been like Maddie, myself, Todd, Katie, our friend Ryti, who goes by Truman in this because it would get too confusing quick, quickly. Yep. And sometimes our artist, Maddie, a different Maddie, yep. who goes by Madeline, is on here, but she's in and out. Exactly, because we have everybody of the same names and uh, it's only yeah. a matter of time till we find a second right. there's also a flying cloak that is um cloaky yeah mystique's flying cloak and he is basically an 80s character that gives bad advice yep and wolverine is there he's dating me um and as you said sage and emma there but emma's been missing since the end of season one during mutant vision when xavier was like mind wiping people and she told us to get out and we fucking got out of there and also mr sinister is a main character on our team that's right and he's also kind of on again off again with apocalypse by the way like, they're kind of right. in this canon. Yeah, that's true. Well, we're trying to find Apocalypse because it turns out that Apocalypse is also trying to fix the plot holes. That's because right. he recognized that shit was happening. And that Xavier was so at fault. Apocalypse and Sinisters are heroes. Except they're annoying still. And we don't like them. Yeah, well, we haven't found Apocalypse yet. And the thing that happened in the last episode is that all of us got trapped into some room during the weapon sex episode. <laughs> that it was Logan's exes. And Xavier knocked everybody out. And brainwashed everyone except for Cloaky and Katie because Cloaky got Katie out of there last second. So we don't know where they're at in this episode. And the rest of us have been brainwashed. And when Maddie woke up, she was in an anime and she thought she was well, in- a manga. Well, I mean, <laughs> I say the manga because I can't say the comic book, but truly right. it's going to look in, in, the way that this is written. It's an anime. It's a parody of the X-Men and Wolverine animes that we watch because we're kind of following along with what we're watching. This is issue 16. I can't believe we got this far. I can't believe this many people have read my insane stories. I think that's really <laughs> the real shock. <laughs> I can't believe people like them as much as we do. Well, you know what's funny? I know that's what I was saying. It's like because I know I write well, and this, this, these are just funny. They're not really like I wouldn't say they're good, but they're fun. So <laughs> I mean, that's the point. So Pokemon announcer voice. Last time, our faithful mutant heroes faced off with Charles Xavier and were warped to a new reality with no memories of their former selves. Our hero Maddie woke up in a new and bright world with a mission for her day, but can she complete it? What new wonders await for our mutant friends in this brand new world? And then, like fucking like Slayer's music pops up, and we're gonna have like a whole anime opening. Yeah, you wrote down a series of shots that's a very long for this anime opening. Do you want to just read this? Yeah, I. I mean, and I I'm don't, going to play is... "Give a Reason" from Slayer's next in the background of Ryan reading these. <laughs> I mean, Todd's going to listen to this and be like, Ryan just copied what's happening in the opening of Slayers, but that's okay. That sounds Uh, good. So 
shot of a map going over the different locations from the X-Men and the Mutant Ages. Opening title, Mutant Ages, the manga. Shot of the moon. I don't know why it says the manga, but it's like already like an, an anime. anime. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> really, good job, Ryan. Shot of Maddie holding her keytar to her chest while her hair blows dramatically in the background. There is no wind. <laughs> shot of Todd walking across a college campus by himself. Shot of Mr. Sinister backing away from the camera dramatically, holding out his hand with a laser blast while laughing. This is all shit that does actually happen in anime openings. Uh, I'm just yeah, gonna no, point this out. I know, I know, I can picture it perfectly. Maddie charging up her guitar is another shot. Then Ryan dramatically holding up his camera like it's a weapon. <laughs> then Maddie throwing milk at the camera. Yep. Ryan running up to the camera and making a peace sign and winky. Cloakie smiling and waving a finger at the camera. Logan dramatically twirling around, his tears pouring out of his eyes, glistening into the air. <laughs> Katie is just a floating crystal with big eyes. Yep. She suddenly explodes into a billion shards. A bunch of weapons just flying through the air. Uh, Maddie charging her keytar again. Mr. Sinister charging and laughing. Truman jumping away dramatically. Logan unsheathing his claws. Maddie holding up a ball of charged light on her keytar. Ryan appearing and taking a picture with his eyes, blinding the screen with a flash of light. It's a, so that's I don't know if you've seen like those animes where yeah, like yeah, all the yeah. characters pop up on screen and it'll be like a bunch of really quick shots uh, yeah. in a row of those things. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shot of an explosion. By the way, I'm also picturing like anime versions of all of us for all of us. Me this. too, me yeah, too. Yeah. 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 Okay. Shot of the entire cast of the Mutant Age is just flying around through the air. Uh, <laughs> shot. <laughs> Shot of Todd posing like a magical schoolgirl. Yep. Sage looking into the distance with a fierce expression. <laughs> Shots of everyone smiling at the camera. Mr. Sinisters and the Cloakies are just fucking terrifying. Uh, Todd jumping toward the camera, throwing words at it. Yep. Maddie charged up like she's about to explode. Lightning shooting everywhere. Truman, Ryan, and Katie leaping toward the camera. Ryan and Katie crash into each other. Sushi flies everywhere for some reason. Uh, Maddie and Mr. Sinister accidentally dance with each other. Uh... Shot of a bunch of fucking doves. Yep. A shot of the cast of Mutant Ages writing a tiny version of the Discorder ship in space like it's a boat. Yep. A shot of Mr. Sinister holding a violin laughing until a piano falls onto his head. <laughs> shot of Maddie slowly charging our keytar like, again. I have 12 of those. Like, I'm just I, charging my okay. keytar so many times. I'm just going to point out, if you've ever watched, like, any anime that has, like, magic in it. You're right. Like, I'm the main character, so it's like... The main I'm character just, comes back and they're just still charging. Yep. And you never really see what happens. They're just charging. I am Goku. Ryan leaning into kiss Logan, but almost accidentally kisses Truman instead, who screams. Shot of Sage's hair. Another shot of Maddie slowly charging up her guitar. Yep. And finally, shot of Maddie, Ryan, Katie, Truman, Cloaking, Wolverine standing in dramatic pose. Sage, Mr. Sinister, and Xavier's faces <laughs> fade into the background cares. behind them. And then it says episode title, spoken in Ash Ketchup voice. Shock! Trouble for mutants! Do-do-do-do-do-do! <laughs> okay. Should I read this? <laughs> Yeah, you can take this after that. I just did that. You can read the next. Yeah, because you, you read for a while. But you have to remember, you have to do anime voices if you can. Eventually, eventually I stop and it just becomes real conversation. But the beginning of this is All very right, anime. I'll see what I can do. I have been watching a lot of Sailor Moon, so I can probably handle this. Maddie runs through the streets of Tokyo in a panic. She gasps for air, barely catching her breath. Unlike the other girls at her school, Maddie wore the pantsuit that all the boys wore, and she gave zero shits. I'm late. Oh, why am I such a screw up? I only slept in an extra hour and 30 minutes. Maddie <laughs> cried out as if she hadn't run chronically late her entire life. The only person later than her was another schoolboy, Ryan, who raced around the corner in his own uniform, which was adorned with several X-Men pins. I can't believe I'm so late because I walked outside and the trash can was spilled and I had to pick that up and then go back inside and change, which took a long time because I took out my X2 DVD and put it in the DVD player and pushed play. Ryan cried out. <laughs> 
so out of breath. Um, then bam, Maddie and Ryan smashed into each other like that scene from D-Men and then they crashed to the ground. The chip bounced by in the background. <laughs> I forgot that was right in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a D-Men reference. Check out D-Men on the Mutant Ages YouTube channel. Maddie jumped up to her feet, a vein popping on her forehead, her eyes huge. Watch where you're going! Maddie screamed. Ryan just laughed awkwardly with a huge sweat drop on his head. Sorry, I'm navigationally challenged, Ryan said, his eyes closed and smiling. Once I drove home from Cape Cod and somehow wound up in New Hampshire. (laughs) True story. I don't have time for whatever this is. Out of my way, Maddie yelled. She shoved Ryan into a nearby wall with a thud. He watched Maddie run around the corner towards the school. Ryan checked his watch and suddenly screamed, then started running behind Maddie. Slowly, the camera panned up to the rooftop above them. There stood a version of Wolverine who was just too cool for school. He wore Dante's coat from Devil May Cry and popped a beer from his six-pack. He sipped it and watched Maddie and Ryan run toward the school. Not the babe I'm looking for. Oh, right. <laughs> Logan said, not in Logan's voice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be more to get the... Not the babe I'm looking for, yeah, Logan the said, anime. not in Logan's voice. He turned to the camera. I got to get to Mariko. <laughs> you want to take <laughs> I'll it? I'll pick it up here, yeah. yeah. Down below, Maddie and Ryan scrambled up the steps and entered a school labeled the Sasaki Institute. Yes, that's Sasaki. You can already hear Todd screaming at the podcast, and he's not even on this episode. (laughs) Inside the school, Maddie raced into a classroom toward her seat. She slid and crashed right into it. Todd, in a similar uniform, leaned over from his seat to look at Maddie, who had little swirls for eyes. Not exactly a home run, Todd commented. Maddie let out a soft, deranged laugh. Yeah, it is kind of like, you know, I, like, I love that in anime when somebody lands on their ground, they're like, ah! <laughs> Yeah, no, I know the exact laugh that the voice actors do. Uh, yep. The door to the classroom slid open again, and in walked a woman who looked strikingly a lot like Dr. Moira Taggart, but was Japanese. This woman was none other than Dr. Sasaki, a woman with great reputation and well-respected by the X-Men. JK, the woman's fucking nuts. Dr. Sasaki <laughs> placed her books down on the desk and picked up a clipboard. All right, children, welcome to the first day at my institute, where you will each learn skills that cater to your future careers, Dr. Sasaki said. Todd raised his hand. Yes, um, Todd, Dr. Sasaki said, shuffling through the notes on our clipboard. Why aren't there any other students at the school? Todd asked point blank. They're (laughs) around, Dr. Sasaki replied vaguely. She looked out the window. The camera panned out. Memories of people screaming in her head. She snapped back to the president and smiled. Everything is fine. Before Todd could ask any more pressing questions, Ryan crashed the wall, falling face first onto the floor. The door was right there, Todd said in an exhausted tone. These walls are always getting destroyed, Dr. Sasaki said in a low voice. Todd glared at her. Dr. Sasaki perked up. Okay, roll call. I see that Maddie, Ryan, and Todd are here. And is Truman here? (laughs) What? I don't know if I can do this. Hi, he said in a low tone. They all turned to see Truman in the corner, his red hair now lawn and draping over his face. He wore a full samurai outfit and a sword attached to his hip. There was a scar of an X in his face. And there's like a bunch of Japanese here, and I, do, I cannot I, read I'm it. I'm like, but how did you even come up with this? You don't know Japanese. Google Translate. Google Translate. Okay. I'm sorry, I don't know what this says. <laughs> well, I, 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 it's like, Manabu. I can't tell me. I can't, I don't know Japanese. Why is he the only one here speaking in Japanese? What the fuck is he saying, Maddie asked. Me in real life also asking I, that. Yeah, really. My Japanese is a little rusty, but I think he's saying he's here to learn about revenge, Todd said. <laughs> Let's see. 
Nathaniel Essex, where is he, Dr. A- Dr. Sasaki asked. <laughs> Suddenly, the door swung open and ripped off its hinges. Sinister stood there in his school uniform with a lab coat over it. He smiled and let loose a nog of the serpent laugh. I just imagine Mr. Sister being like, ah! <laughs> Okay, but he can't. It's got to be more like the anime one where it's like, ah! <laughs> I like your version better where it's like just him <laughs> screaming but doing the nog laugh. Yeah, I know. It's perfect. Literally just a door, guys. You open it, you close it. Why is this so difficult to understand, Todd muttered to himself. Did someone call for me? Because it is I, the great Nathaniel the Sinister. Sinister yelled and let out another laugh. Another obnoxious laugh. (laughs) I was busy preparing for my science club because I am simply the best. And I'm better than everyone, especially Maddie. (laughs) Excuse me? Maddie yelled. (laughs) Kanujua Truman said, his eyes shimmering as he looked over at Maddie. A question mark popped out of her head. All right. Now that we've all checked in, it's time for you all to go to your respective clubs, which double as classes around here because I'm very short-staffed all of a sudden, Dr. Sasaki said. (laughs) She looked out the window dramatically. A bunch of doves flew by. So are you going to explain why there isn't staff here, or are you just going to stare out into the void for the rest of the day? Todd asked. It doesn't matter. They're gone now. How could this happen? Dr. Sasaki said in a hushed tone. She turned to face the rest of the class. I have four scientists left to teach each class. Four? But there are five of us here, Maddie shouted, her head growing huge as she yelled. That's because I, the great Nathaniel the Sinister, run my own club. Not that you would know anything about leadership, Sinister commented to Maddie. A huge vein popped on her forehead as she growled. I'm sorry, but back the fuck up. Did you just say four scientists? Todd asked. Dr. Sasaki gasped and stepped backward. No, I said four teachers. You must be mishearing things. I'm getting tired. I've got to go. Please just attend to your club's classes and whatever you do, stay out of the basement. Nothing's there. It's just completely empty and off limits for no reason. Enjoy your clubs, Dr. Sasagi quickly said and then left the room. Yeah, that didn't seem sketchy as fuck, Todd commented. Ryan held up a doodle he did of Dr. Sasaki. But what do you think of this sketch? Ryan said with huge happy anime eyes. The sketch was basically a stick figure with some hair and glasses. Todd just sweat dropped. Okay, I'll read this next part. Uh, Outside on the rooftop of the building across the street, Logan anime jumped to the next building. He sat down on the edge of the rooftop and cracked a beer. A second beer. Yeah. He looked over at his left. Like he looked over to his left. <laughs> he looked over to his left and saw Axel and Roxas from Organization 13 licking sea salt ice cream. They stared at him. Can't a man drink a beer in peace? Scram, Logan said in his sexy Bishonen voice. Axel and Roxas quickly ran away. Logan continued to sip his beer as he looked down at the Zen garden behind the building. Among the cherry blossoms which drifted on the breeze of the wind was another delicate flower, Mariko Yoshida. She kneeled in front of a Japanese shrine that had a Christian Bible next to it for some reason <laughs> and silently drank some sh- silently drank some tea. She had no lines. Yep. Mariko, Logan muttered to himself. In his head, he proceeded to have a long monologue. How are you still alive? I saw you die. Hideki shot you. I buried you at sea. The sun was setting, and so was our love. How is it that you're alive now, and here of all places? How did we wind up back here? I I can't remember. Logan, <laughs> suddenly Logan stared up the sky and just screamed anime style. Ah, my memories! He cried out. The moon appeared behind him for this one moment, even though it was the middle of the day. Yep. 
Makes sense. Inside the Sasaki Institute, Ryan was in a room covered in charts and diagrams depicting a bunch of X-Men, but as cute anime monsters. He stood in front of a silver column that protruded out of the floor and at the front of the room and had three circular objects sitting on top of it. Each object had a little X engraved on the front of it. (laughs) Ryan's face was less than a foot away from the objects. A gray-haired professor who looked a lot like Professor Oak stood behind him wearing a lab coat. So, Ryan, have you chosen... (laughs) Which X-Monster you want to take on your X-Monster journey? Remember, choose wisely, Professor Chestnut said. Yep. Great name. Ryan screamed and waved his arms around crazily. (laughs) Ah, there's too many to choose from! But I must do my best, Ryan said. He turned to Professor Chestnut and made a peace sign while he winked. Then he turned back to the objects and picked up one circular one in the middle of the set. I choose this one ryan held the circular object high above his head then threw it into the center of the room with a bright flash and a little bit of brimstone hellfire limbo hades <laughs> netherworld underworld inferno a cute chibi version of nightcrawler appeared before their very eyes nightcrawler 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 said <laughs> seemingly not knowing anything else other than his name ryan grabbed the teleporting fuzzy chibi elf and gave him a big hug oh kawaii he's perfect ryan said giving nightcrawler a tight squeeze Yes, it looks like you two have already become quite good friends, Professor Chestnut commented in a robotic voice that didn't seem to match up with his lips. He walked over to his desk and picked up a little medicinal needle with a vial attached to it. Please excuse me, I must step out and take care of something. With that, Professor Chestnut exited the room. Ryan didn't even notice that Chestnut had picked up the small medicinal needle because he was too busy taking pictures with his new ex-monster. Maddie, what's going on with you? (laughs) In the next room over, Maddie stood in front of a giant mech suit that looked like a smaller version of a Gundam so it could fit inside a classroom. The mech suit was black and pink, just like Maddie's soul. A woman with blonde hair and a ponytail wearing a lab coat stood behind Maddie. The woman took notes as Maddie checked all the arms and mechanics of the knockoff Gundam that was probably built by Ryan's dad. (laughs) It's beautiful, Maddie said to herself. She had the following monologue in her head. At last, after years of working toward this moment, I will finally be able to pilot my very own mech suit. Don't get too comfortable with the suit, the scientist said. Maddie froze in place, making a shocked noise. Huh? What? Why? Professor Aaron? Maddie asked. <laughs> because, Professor Aaron started, then dramatically slammed a giant stack of papers in front of Maddie. You have to complete all these tests first! <laughs> Maddie screamed and crawled backwards against the wall. Before she could even respond further, a hole blew up next to her as Sinister fell through it and landed next to her completely dead. <laughs> What? Uh, just keep reading. Both Maddie and Professor Aaron screamed. Suddenly, Sinister poked his head through the hole. Oh, quit being so dramatic. It's simply a clone, Sinister said. Maddie leapt to her feet and shook her fist, a vein popping out on the side of her head. Sinister, you could have blown me up, Maddie yelled. Sinister just laughed obnoxiously and stood proudly above her. <laughs> <laughs> my dear, if I wanted to blow you up, that would have been part of my calculation in this scientific experiment. Not that you could possibly understand with that simple brain of a prime ape, Sinister said. I'll show you some monkey business, Maddie said, punching her fist into the palm of her hand. Professor Aaron cleared her throat. Now, children, that's enough of that. Sinister, don't you have work you need to do? Professor Aaron said. She stumbled backward into a desk and caught her balance. Professor Aaron, are you okay? Maddie asked. Yes. Yes, I'm fine. Work on the tests. I I have to step out for a moment, (laughs) Professor Aaron said. She nearly stumbled her way out of the room. Wow, so strange, Maddie said, with long pauses between her words. Sinister and Maddie stood there, moving slightly in place, not speaking. Mr. Sinister's face looked shocked. He was completely silent. Maddie also had a slow response of shock on her face. 
Finally, after a minute, she said, Huh? <laughs> okay, so that is like that is a reference that is, to that is Kingdom Hearts. Uh, yeah. cutscenes right there. That's what that's supposed to be. <laughs> I mean, it's also kind of the Wolverine anime, though. It is a little bit. Sinister walked over to the professor's desk. A syringe sat there, similar to the one Professor Chestnut had left with earlier. Sinister picked it up and examined it. Interesting, Sinister said, examining it like Barry examining whatever the fuck he thought wasn't blood in Resident Evil. Clearly, this professor needed to leave a message for them. <laughs> in le- Demon reference again over at the Mutant Ages on YouTube. I'll kick it over to you so you can read Todd's story. All right. One room over, Todd sat at a desk with one-on-one with a professor, a woman with blonde hair and long pigtails. Between them was a piece of paper. The shades were drawn shut and candles that decorated the room provided a luminescent glow. Todd's eyes were closed, his hands focusing over the piece of paper. Sparkles floated around the two of them. Concentrate on the paper. Breathe deep, Professor Crescent said. Todd matched her breathing. She spoke again. Control. (laughs) I'm sorry, but what the fuck are we doing again? How is this magic? What's with all the sparkles around us like somebody killed Navi and she exploded, Todd asked. Professor Crescent sighed with a big sweat drop. You have to focus to tap into your chakras and access your magic, Professor Crescent responded. Ignore the essence around us. It's not important. Essence of what, exactly? Todd asked again, clearly skeptical of the whole school. Before Professor Crescent could answer, Maddie, Ryan, and Sinister threw the door open to the room. Ryan face faulted into the floor. What's the meaning of this, Professor Crescent asked. I'm sorry, but all of our professors have disappeared, Maddie said. They got all spaced out and left the classroom. Interesting. Well, whatever is happening, remember, they're on our side, Professor Crescent responded. <laughs> You all stay here. I'll go check on the rest of the staff. Professor Crescent left the room and shut the door behind her. Some generic anime music, anime music plays. There's a shot of Maddie and Sinister back to back. Maddie's holding her keychar and Sinister's holding a syringe while laughing. Childlike voices scream, Suguma da Dekimasu! This is like the commercial break where yeah, it's like, I, so, Sailor Moon! Yeah, right? <laughs> Cue up some crazy J-pop music that sounds like it's Transformers, because it is, and there are shots of a bunch of X-Men action figures. Okay, so I don't actually know the Transformers music off the top of my head, so I'm just going to read what the lyrics are. Something evil's watching over you, coming from the head of Rose, and there's only one thing you can do. Prepare to fight. There'll be no place to run when you're caught by the idiots of the evil straight white men. The action the action figures start transforming. Gene turns into the Dark Phoenix. Logan turns into a Naked Weapon X version of himself. Xavier turns into a wheelchair. Mystique turns into a... Sh- oh, that should say a jet. Mystique's turning into a jet, and Bishop and Cable turn into guns. Great. The X-Men more than human eyes. The X-Men mutants in disguise. <laughs> it says, Todd's heard faintly from backstage. They can't be mutants in disguise if they are mutants just transforming into other versions of themselves as mutants. <laughs> 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 and then, like, Truman just goes, X-Men, Tristomity, and Wahenjis, and there's a bunch of Japanese I can't read. And yeah, then, <laughs> you, yeah. We, we Google Translate is here again. Yeah, Truman slams the X-Men figures down on the table, getting a long shot of all of them for the commercial. Todd, what is happening right now? <laughs> Some generic anime music plays again. Maddie and Sinister are now at each other's throats. Child's, like, voices scream, Shoni Moroshimashu! <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyone who's Japanese listening to this, I'm sorry I don't speak Japanese or read it. I just use Google Translate. It's sad because if Truman was here, Truman could be reading the Japanese. I am I am a man who grew outside of Boston. I have a terrible accent that I try really hard to not have, and I'm trying to read Japanese. Anyway, um, let's see. I'll have you pick it up here. Okay. Maddie, Ryan, and Todd stood at the top of the stairwell that led down to the level basement below. Large signs that said, Restricted access, faculty only, lined the stairs written in kanji. It looked eerily dark, and a cold draft blew up the stairwell. What do you think's down there? Maddie asked her classmates. Brian looked down the stairwell as the camera slowly panned by him, really close to his face as he talked. Legends tell of a ghost that haunts the basement level of this school. The spirits are unrestful and will mess with the humans who pass through here. They say the previous staff members were taken by ghosts, and other spirits will haunt this building, Ryan said in a low, dramatic anime voice. Where did you hear that story? The traveling dark hole? Todd asked. <laughs> nightcrawler, nightcrawler, the chippy nightcrawler said on Ryan's shoulder. Hey, you're not supposed to agree with him, Ryan shouted. A faint popped on Maddie, <laughs> and her head took over the entire screen. This is a great chat and all, but how about we walk downstairs and look, Maddie yelled. <laughs> Ryan and Todd cowered against the wall and nodded their heads. You can't see all the gesticulating I'm doing while I'm I screaming really wish these I could, lines, though. but I am doing, I'm doing the anime screaming. <laughs> Maddie slowly made her way down the stairs, Ryan and Todd following suit. Meanwhile, their remaining classmate, Truman, stood in a room that was more like a dojo. He held a wooden bokken in his hand and faced off with his professor, no, sensei, who was none other than the beautiful Kikio. Not to be confused with all that bullshit from Inuyasha, but instead the only good character in the entire Wolverine anime. Focus on the blade. Let it guide you like the wind. But don't leave yourself open, Kikio said in a devilishly sexy low voice. Hi, Truman responded. They circled each other, their eyes locked. It was not clear if they were about to sword fight with their swords or something else. Long that could still slay dragons. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Hold your posture up like this. Yes, that's it. A noble way to fight, Kikio <laughs> said. He held out his hand in motion for Truman to come towards him like that scene from The Matrix. Truman held up his samurai sword and charged at Kikio when suddenly, smash! The window next to them shattered into a million pieces, Truman and Kikio narrowly dodging the glass in slow motion. Coming through the window was none other than Logan, cool and slick as fuck, just like Dante. His claws were out, and he landed on top of Kikio, screaming. <laughs> you, Kikio said. No, you, Logan responded. <laughs> How, Kikio said. Where, Logan screamed. <laughs> Nani, Truman quietly said in the background. <laughs> I, do you want to pick it up from here? Yeah, I'll pick it up. I should have known that if Mariko went missing, that you'd be nearby, Logan said. Don't be delusional, Logan. Mariko died. That was the night that we finally battled each other <laughs> under the moonlight without our clothes, Kiko replied. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah? Then why, did, then why did I see her standing outside? And where is she now? Logan yelled. Logan, the answers that you seek are not with me. Mariko is gone, Kiko responded. Why don't we take this chat outside, Logan suggested. Agreed, Kiko responded. With that, Logan and Kiko both jumped out the window and climbed the side of the building heading up to the rooftop. <laughs> Truman shouted. He ran out of the dojo and headed for the closest staircase. Speaking of staircases, staring the staircase, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. On the other end of the Sasaki Institute, Maddie, Ryan, and Todd reached the bottom of the stairwell to the basement. They were faced with a big door. Maddie tried to open it, but only shook in place. It's locked, Maddie said slowly. <laughs> Don't worry, I've got this, Ryan said with a wink and a peace sign. Nightcrawler! Teleport! 
Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler said. He vanished in a poof of brimstone smoke. There was the sound of the latch unlocking and the door slowly opening. The chibi Nightcrawler walked through with a big smile on his face. Ryan picked up chibi Nightcrawler, spun him around until he landed on Ryan's shoulder. They both made peace signs at the camera. That's my (laughs) ex-monster! Wow, he didn't even have to complain about <laughs> teleporting to the other side of a door and not knowing what was there. I know. There was not time to do the whole like Pikachu versus Ash episode one bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Maddie, uh, Maddie, Ryan, and Todd entered a large laboratory. There were a few doors set to the side and one large golden door on the other end of the room that shimmered with gold sparkles. <laughs> the sounds of beakers bubbled and the sound of computers hummed around them. In the center of the room at a lab table was... Sinister! Maddie shouted. Sinister, <laughs> Sinister let loose on a wild and obnoxious laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta wonder, like, what do Ryan's neighbors think of Sunday mornings? Like, periodically, they're I, just I think screaming. she's old and can't hear very well. Anyway, Let's hope so. <laughs> uh, why the, the door? The windows are shut today, but during the summertime, I'm always like, I gotta remember to shut these windows before I start screaming about Logan, about, like, like having sex, yeah, falling know, on right? Logan's head. <laughs> why the cavalry has finally arrived? Sinister said, "About time." How did you even get in here? Todd asked. Sinister held up a key card. I stole this off one of our professors, of course. I wanted to see what was down in the basement, and it's been like unwrapping a gift on Christmas morning, Sinister said. But why is there a lab down here, Maddie asked. Okay, I'm going to have you pick it up here because I'm going to pick up the ending. Okay. No reason. It just came like this, Dr. Sasaki said, evidently now having entered the room. You're not supposed to be down here. You must leave immediately. Actually, I think you owe us an explanation as to why there is a lab underneath the school, Todd demanded. I can't talk about this right now. I'm tired. I need to lie down. You all must leave immediately, Dr. Sasaki said. (laughs) Not until we found out what's behind door number one, Sinister said. He walked towards the golden door that shimmered with similar colored orbs. No, not there, Dr. Sasaki (laughs) exclaimed. Everyone turned and stared at her. She gasped and fell backward in the wall. She looked down at her shoes. Suddenly, there was a scream from inside one of the nearby rooms. Maddie and Todd looked at each other and raced over to the room. Dr. Sasaki cried out, No! Maddie pushed a button on the wall and it opened to reveal another smaller lab. But this one was occupied by their professors, Chestnut, Aaron, and Crescent, who writhed on the floor screaming in pain. Dr. Sasaki pushed her way through Maddie and Todd, whose eyes were huge. Dr. Sasaki gasped and fell backward again. How? How? How could this happen? <laughs> Dr. Sasaki said, tears streaming down her face. <laughs> <laughs> What happened? Are you going to explain any of this? Todd again demanded. Dr. Sasaki just cried in response. (laughs) Kinky, Sinister said as he peeked his head into the room and saw the professors writhing in pain on the floor. This isn't the the eagle, Sinister. This is a real problem, Todd commented. Suddenly, the three professors screamed in unison as they began to quadruple in size. Their bodies morphed into horrible shapes, their muscles out of control. They grew multiple legs, arms, and eyes. Soon, they shifted into human hybrids of a spider, scorpion, and a snake. It's a snake! Maddie shouted. The snake screamed and smashed through the ceiling of the laboratory, and the other two monsters followed suit. They're going to destroy the city! We've got to do something! (laughs) Do you want to pick it up? Yeah, I'll pick up up for the ending here, because it's, like, wild at this point. Uh... No, no, there's nothing we can do. How did this happen? (laughs) Dr. Saki choked out in between sobs. (laughs) 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 (laughs
bitch, what is happening? Todd get demanded. <laughs> Dr. Sasaki just cried. <laughs> I've got I've gotta go. I, I can't talk right now. Dr. Saki said in between sobs. She ran to the golden door, entered a key code, and ran through it. The door shut locking shut behind her. Yeah, that's not sketchy or anything, Todd commented. <laughs> Guys, what's going on? I was busy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I always start laughing because I'm like reading it as you're reading it. I know. It's just like such a rhyme. Guys, what's going on? I was busy powering up my X monster with berries, Ryan said with glee. It's like, why? You're just in the background giving Nightcrawler fucking berries. <laughs> I cry. Your reaction is making me cry. Uh, it's really good. I can, like, we need a t-shirt of this. It. Like I can picture this exact episode, like all of it. Can, can, can we please get a t-shirt made for the viewing ages? That's like, like a chibi with a nightcrawler chibi with, nightcrawler with, berries, with berries, berries going berries, <laughs> going nightcrawler. <laughs> you can't Hold say a bunch of berries. All right, uh, monsters are on the loose, and it's up to us to stop them. Maddie said triumphantly. Outside, the three giant monsters were destroying the city worse than the t- than that time Cyclops chased after Arclight through New York City and destroyed everything. They threw cars, ripped buildings apart, crawling on them, and spewed jizz and tentacles out of their orifices. <laughs> Todd ran out of the school and held a wand up into the air. Mutant queer power, Todd said. He entered a transformation sequence where magical girl music played. Maddie, you're going to have to put so much music in this episode. I put some Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. Todd glowed white as his school uniform twirled away from him as a magical outfit appeared on him. And finally, he took on his new Sailor Scout form and posed dramatically for the camera. Todd leapt up onto the closest building and bounced from rooftop to rooftop, chasing the monsters. Watashio Matete Kurisai, Truman said, and jumped off the rooftop to the ground. This is where shit's about to get crazy. He somehow landed in slow motion and perfectly floated to the ground, then ran toward the closest car. He smashed the woman the window oh my god. He smashed the window open with his katana and jumped in through. With some anime magic, he used his katana in the ignition <laughs> like a key and turned it on. Night of fire blasted Night through the speakers. <laughs> so this whole scene I wrote with Night of Fire blasting. Great. So that's what you've got to add here. I love it. Truman bobbed his head to the beat of the music, revved up the engine, and sped up after Todd and the monsters. The whole perspective went into a bad 3D animation as Truman sped at over 100 miles per hour and drove up on the side <laughs> of the building, because why not? In that moment, the side of the school building exploded. Maddie flew out of the smoking hole in her mech suit, flying up into the air and shooting at the monsters. Tot shot magical beams of light at the monsters who shot Jews at them. <laughs> Logan and Kikyo continued to fight. I was onto- wondering, like, are they just fighting each other the whole time because that tracks? Like, they're not participating in <laughs> yeah, the actual right. fight. Yeah, wait, so yeah, Logan and Kikyo continued to fight on the rooftop. Sinister flew out of the front doors of the school with 50 Sinister clones, <laughs> laughing obnoxiously all together as they all raced into the battle. It's just like a bunch of Sinisters being like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 50 Sinisters is not nothing. That's like a whole army of Sinisters. I know, right? Ryan ran out onto the rooftop, narrowly dodging Logan and Kikyo, and threw his X-Ball toward the monsters. The Chibi Kurt appeared. Nightcrawler, you sword attack, Ryan shouted. The Chibi Nightcrawler jumped into the battle and barely scratched the scorpion. Ryan threw an X-Ball at it, but clearly didn't catch the monster because it wasn't weak at all. <laughs> He's just throwing a fucking Pokeball. <laughs> yeah. Okay, ready. This last paragraph. Dr. Sasaki ran out onto the rooftop and fell to her knees crying. (laughs) Truman drove the car into the spider monster crawling the building. There was an explosion and Truman jumped the car off the roof onto the next building that drove down the side of it like 
towards the scorpion. Yep. Todd took off his headpiece and threw it like a razor shot, throwing star at the snake. I don't know why my Boston accent came back like repeatedly for that <laughs> sentence. But fine, I, you like, got this. <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, Maddie shot missiles at the snake that exploded. Suddenly, a giant sinister clone smashed the school, nearly leveling it. It was half cooked, so it looked like a monster from Attack on Titan with a big diamond on its forehead. He screamed deeply in slow motion as it swung at the spider monster. All the sinister clones also ran in laughing obnoxiously, crashing into it and exploding. Omega Omega Red Kool-Aid Man smashed through a wall near Logan and tried to grab him. Ames ship appeared and disappeared in the sky repeatedly. A bunch of guys crawled out of the sewers and started fighting a bunch of other guys. <laughs> This is really good. This is how it felt to watch the anime. Like, truly, that paragraph in totality is how it felt. Oh my suddenly, God. there was another flash of light on a nearby rooftop. It sparkled like the stars in space. And suddenly, as if reality ripped itself like a tear in the air, Cloaky unraveled and Katie stepped out from inside of him. Katie looked around at the sheer chaos. What the hell is happening here? Katie screamed. Cloaky just giggled. To be continued. Where did Katie and Cloaky come from? The Mutant Ages crew have any of their memories? Why is Logan Dante from Devil May Cry? Also, how's Mariko back? And where did she go? Did Japan seriously allow Dr. Sasaki to open another school and do all the same bullshit again? Why is 15? Why is it 15 degrees outside? Also, should I wear black today or slightly off black? <laughs> Find out next time on Mutant Ages the Manga. Yay! I am excited for when so our next good. listener mail. I love that Todd is a Sailor Sunchi. Yeah. I love that I'm Samus. And you're fucking Ash Ketchum. And Ryan <laughs> is like Inuyasha, I guess. It's all perfect. You know, Roroni R- 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 Kenshin. R- R- yeah, Kenshin. but also like a character from a driving anime, I guess. Well, I know. Eventually I was like, well. He gets to be both. I was like, we need to put Night of Fire in here. And Rai has to drive the car. Yeah, because we need to. We each need to have our favorite, our favorite pieces of Japanese media. Listen, I spent like 2003 to 2006 hanging out on Aladdin's castle watching Rai go Watch me do this cool course in initial D. They all look the fucking they all same look to me. Identical. And like, I, I, he played like I think like seventy thousand hours of that fucking arcade machine. It's also very like, fun to imagine Righty with long hair, but it still is afro, so it's like really long. It looks fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. It would look really good. I'm excited for the next listener mail when Katie gets to go around and try and fix whatever this bullshit is. Yeah, and I know. So there's like other stuff here. Like it's like the golden door. What is that? Yeah, What's in there? It's um I can't remember the name of Dr. Sasaki's kid. What's that kid's name? Takeo? Yeah, Takeo. Takeo. Yeah. I was, all I could think of was Legion, but I was like, that's not really his name. He's he is kind of <laughs> Legion though. You know the kid that's Legion? That kid. I wonder if Takeo is on the show Legion. I guess we should watch it to find out. He might be. He might be. He might be. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Listener Mail. We made it. We made it to the end. MutantAges.com. It's our website. You can find all the ways to contact us. If you want to send us in a question for a future Listener Mail episode, we do them every couple months or so when we have enough questions to make up about an hour of material, that is. Our email address is themutantages at gmail.com. We also have a discord server where you can ask us questions anytime and ryan will hold on to them for episodes like this and sometimes lose the names <laughs> yeah that's true uh but also we just have people <laughs> coming in and making suggestions for other x-men media that we can cover and other fun stuff that we can do while we're waiting for x-men 97 to show up and all the other x-men adaptations that we're hoping kevin feige gets around to and we have a voicemail inbox haven't gotten one in a while but we always like to hear them that's one five zero eight. 319-1668. 
We're the Mutant Ages on every social media. You can send us questions that way and we'll still see it. And uh, we're each on social media too, but who gives a shit? I'm at Mini Myers. Ryan's at Ryan Vigella. Ryan, you want to talk about the YouTube channel? Yeah, I mean, we referenced it multiple times in this episode where you can go and watch our uh, teenage movies that we made that are D- Demon and D2, That's X-Men right. parodies, and we react to it. And we take clips from this show and match it up with like the actual animation of the cartoons. There we play the video games over there. Maddie and I, now that we're bi-weekly, are trying to figure out how we're going to do that. Yeah, we're going to try to play some video games again. I mean, obviously, we just sat here we're like Midnight Suns. I mean, that's not going up anytime soon. But, there, you know, we have discussed like how to recontinue that. There's a lot of other video games we want to play, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I think that you want to like pop on over there if you haven't subscribed yet and you're looking for more uh mutant ages content that's not here on patreon you can watch a bunch of videos there's like a shitload of them so go check that out i'm also on instagram at ryan.pagella and i'm on blue sky yeah that's the main place that i'm using at Mitty myers over there yeah but i i, I would say find me on blue sky and I'm on instagram too yeah instagram's good i still like instagram um but yeah Anything else, Maddie? Where are we? Who's, what time oh, is it? Oh, the Patreon. The Patreon, of course. Oh, yeah. Patreon.com slash The Mutant Ages. We were talking about it at the top of the show because we just did our Marvel's bonus episode. We'll probably have other bonus episodes on there, too. It's easier to find time to record those when we're doing it bi-weekly, as we are now. And uh, we usually put bloopers, like when we record videos of us playing video games, we usually end up putting the blooper reels and outtakes over on the Patreon. Definitely worth subscribing over there and supporting the show. And our highest Patreon supporters get a shout out on the show. That's right. Shout out to Samuel B and Soren B for being our top tier Patreon supporters. Thank you very much for supporting the show continuously. You guys... Yeah, they've been here for a while, and we really, really appreciate that. And we appreciate everyone at every level, including the folks who cannot afford to support the show. But we do ask that they leave a review and share the show with their friends on their personal social media or whatever place they want to share it with their friends. You can do it in a Discord for that matter. Uh, Just make sure you tell people that we're a really gay show and we talk about buckets of cum. (laughs) Just so they know what they're getting into. You need to know before listening to that. (laughs) I don't know. I just, I I feel like it's good for people to kind of be prepared for what they're getting into. Yes, it's a rated R show, everyone. It is. It's rated X. We could have have been a rated G show, but we chose not to be. We chose not to be. We're explicit here. That's true. On Ages. And... We will see you next time. See you next time. Goodbye. For the next episode of The Gifted. We will finally return yeah, to that. Watch another Maybe. episode of it. All right. I think we will. I, th- I think I think we've had a long enough break and we need to watch The Gifted again. <laughs> yeah, right. Where's the cuckoos? All right, bye. All right, bye. The